What up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, the NFL is back, and our energy was as well. It was truly an incredible episode. We do our week one takeaways as well as preview week two. I will be at Chiefs-Ravens for Sunday Night Football. If you want to go to games this season, use the code JACK on TickPick. They have no service fees. It is truly the best way to go. We also have our underdog pick amongst other things. Fam, NFL in full swing. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! The play! Oh, blocked by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant with the jumper. He What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? I'm struggling this week. I'm struggling big time. Um, you know, it's part of being having a mental illness, but since the Eagles won on Sunday, obviously I'm fully, fully in. Like, it's Super Bowl or bust, and I truly do mean that. And because of that, I've just been so excited to watch them play again that this week hasn't moved. It's been Wednesday for four days, and it's driving me insane. All like every year, every week last year, like the weeks would fly by because it's just like, oh, I have to deal with this dumbass team again and this dumbass quarterback. And, and now, like, I, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, but. And now it's like I'm so excited for this Sunday just to watch the Eagles play. And I don't even know if we're going to win. I do. Um, but it's just making the weeks go slow and it's taking a toll on my mental health. So feel free to shoot me a text tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Just check in on your buddy. I think you'll be okay. You got one win. You're a quarter of the way to matching last year's win total. So you're, you're feeling yep. good. Absolutely. Yep. Um, the Ravens are not. Raiders-Ravens recap. You didn't stay up for the game, for the end of the game. Okay. No, I did. I did <laughs> stay up for the end of the game. This was wild. So I made it. It was a great game, right? And I made it a point to stay up for it. And I kind of was watching it in my bed right here, lights off, TV on. And I remember my eyes shutting at like the six-minute mark. And I was like, ah, oh, come on, Abe, come on. And uh, I missed like from the six-minute mark to like the 2.15 and then I missed like the 130 mark and I woke up with 30 seconds, seven seconds left with Justin Tucker lining up to hit just like every other field chip goal shot. he ever makes <laughs> chip, chip shot from 75. And I was like, you know what? Jack won great trip to Vegas. The Ravens won. And when I woke up, I went to sleep with 37 seconds left when the Ravens were up 27, 24. And when I woke up, Jack I don't think I've ever laughed that hard that early in the morning. You legit I looked missed at my... the game, by the way. Yeah, like, no, I missed everything. Like, I missed so, literally so everything. It's funny. I, I was obviously at the game. First off, the stadium, gorgeous. We sat up high, and I noticed this when I went to Seattle and sat up high. The sound is much louder down low. Like, all sound filters down, I guess. I don't know. I'm not an audio technician, right? Like, it drops, and then people are screaming downwards. Like, no one's screaming up, essentially. So... It wasn't that loud up top, but apparently it was bumping down low and there was great energy in the crowd. Um, so it, it was fun. It was awesome. But for the first 50 minutes, I was like, yeah, it's kind of a back and forth game. They're scoring, but it's like boring. Like I was legit bored. The Ravens didn't look good. The Raiders didn't look good. 
And then from the last two minutes of the fourth to overtime, that is, I said, I wish I was not a Ravens fan on that day because everyone said that was like the literally the greatest game they've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's not like it was Chiefs Rams Monday night from a few years ago. But the drama to it all. The thing with Chiefs Rams, whatever, four years ago, it was just like insane scoring. And like there was a score on every play. This was like they literally threw a pick after the game had been called. So, yeah, it was it was an absolutely not so game. What was the distribution? So it's the first game in Vegas where there were fans and we talked about. Every every road team is going to travel to Vegas just to see their team, and that's why the ticket prices are going crazy. What was kind of the percentage of Ravens fans, percentage of Raiders fans, and then just people that were in Vegas and wanted to get drunk and watch some football? It reminded me a lot of Knicks games post-COVID, which was like it was straight Raiders fans, no corporate, no one in town, probably because the price to get in was a little higher than rest of the season will be with the Ravens coming in on Monday night football opening the stadium. I would the Vegas locals told us they expected it to be two thirds Vegas and one third visiting fans. I do not think it was anything close to that. I would say like an 80, 20 split at best. And the Ravens fans are definitely amongst the top 10%, top 20% of the league in, in terms of fans traveling. So uh, yeah, Raiders fans showed out. It was very impressive. And that team, do you want to address the elephant in the room? Which is, you should be nervous about your Ravens. Uh, I Like even making the playoffs. Sure. I, I think if we don't fix the O-line and the D-line, then we're not going to be a good team. How are you How are you going to fix the O-line? The O-line, my, my understanding is Ronnie Stanley will get back to speed, right? He broke his ankle and he was out for eight games last year. And this is his first game speed action. And he looked terrible. He was a revolving door. This is an all-pro tackle. If he doesn't return to health, then there's serious questions. The Villanueva situation, you saw late in the game, they were chipping with Latavius, and it's what helped the Ravens drive down. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Charlie. (laughs) Charlie? Uh, Yeah, thank you. Charlie Villanueva. Um, Oh, no, not Charlie Villanueva. What's his name? Alejandro. Yeah. Charlie Charlie Villanueva, snapback fan. Sorry. Charlie's different. So, O-line-wise, but here's the thing, Abe. Wide out wise, quarterback wise, well, that's D line wise. Thing. And no matter what I say, literally the only thing you have going for you is Justin Tucker, which is great. The funny thing is, no matter what I say, it doesn't matter, right? The narrative's out on Lamar, and it's just, it will be the way it is. And but it's, it's nothing's changing. But that's, like, but hold on. He made let like me, that. Let that, me that, put something in perspective, though. The game falls on Lamar, right? That's the quarterback. It's always going to be, but, but, realistically he's it would be it's like cleveland for lebron right it's like they want no matter how shitty the circumstances outside of cleveland outside of lebron like the blame will still always get and now i'm i'm starting to accept that but if you pull lamar out and look at the team in a vacuum you're a four wins exactly and i think what you can actually do is you can go back to last year and they were almost three touchdown underdogs just because they had to play a backup quarterback. And it's like Lamar played terrible by the media standards and he fumbled. He cost them the game, right? He played terrible, still dropped 27 was missing his first three 
running backs, was missing his first-round pick wide receiver, and the O-line let up a worse pressure rate than the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And what was the narrative? That's your, that's your, that is your favorite stat the past three but days. But seriously, what, like, what was the narrative? The narrative was it had nothing no, here's, to do with Pat. And so, listen, I can give you all the data and all the reasoning and all of this. There's a stat for everything. No, 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 it's that no matter what I say, similar to LeBron in Cleveland, it doesn't matter. The result is right. they have to win. Now, what did LeBron do? He kept winning regular season games. He went to LA. Right. And eventually he went to Miami. But for now, you ask, are you nervous about the playoffs? Absolutely. But I do think that Lamar can carry you to 10, 11, 12 wins and will be a playoff team. But what I'm nervous about, Abe, is the window and the Super Bowl contenders. And this team today exactly. is not a Super Bowl contender. I can accept here's, that. Here's why... I think that you should be worried in regard. You're it's Super Bowl or bust for the Ravens. It has been since Lamar's MVP year. You guys have just been consistently getting to the playoffs every year, winning double digit games. Lamar, you you posted he tried to be he had to be Superman and he almost got them there. A few plays here, the fumbles and the Ravens plays. win that. When you went to sleep, he pulled it off, right? Like right. <laughs> there's nothing exactly. else to do. But and this is before you freak out. This is what is concerning to me it's it's why i think about ben simmons like lamar's ben simmons isn't working on his shot or he is who knows lamar's working on his arm but you see it time and time again it is so inconsistent he missed he made a bunch of throws that said that touchdown that touchdown in the red zone when he moved around the pocket stepped up and hit hollywood was an unbelievable play yeah the watson throw was unbelievable and unbelievable that's week one Watkins. so he's gonna catch that he won't catch that week two through 17 18 but like Lamar has to carry you in order for you guys to get where you want to go and because of his inconsistent arm he simply cannot that's where I'm at with it and this is no bias it's truly just I'm watching him and he has a clean pocket and he's just missing some throws that's the thing I'll disagree with on Monday night he had two clean pockets and he and he made both the throws there was one the miscommunication with the back once again there's a four string back and you got to get on the same page. I actually had a little more hope for his arm after last night or after Monday night in seeing like, okay, he made a great throw to Watkins. Yeah, he missed Andrews once. Andrews has a drop. Like, this is the problem, and this is what I, I've said four times already today. No matter what happens, Lamar will get the blame. But imagine you're picking the priorities of things like that need to be fixed. Lamar Jackson and his passing is second to last is second to last what's last Justin Justin Tucker Tucker, right (laughs) Justin Tucker's mental fortitude yes so the game was amazing we're on one it's a tough one to drop everyone every smart person in the world was betting on the Raiders and knew it was a bad spot it was opening did you just call yourself dumb yeah what what are you cool are we, like are, do we think we're the- smart i bet on the raiders right, i bet on okay. the raiders um but that leads me to week number two just for the uh tick pick experience use code jack on tick pick i'll be a chief's raven sunday night football how about that to start sorry season? to hear um yeah oh and two oh <laughs> man yeah that one's you don't think you're gonna win this game obviously i do you but don't. um the once again the takeaway is nothing's changed over the past two years, and that's really the issue, is the team's actually gotten a little worse, and they're not mentally tough, not physically. The old Ravens 
would find a way on Sunday to smack the Chiefs in the mouth and gut out a win. I just don't. When you say old Ravens, you mean Joe Flacco, Ray exactly. Lewis. I was going to say because old Ravens, as in a few years, has never beaten the Correct. Chiefs. And that's what I'm saying. Nothing's changed. So the odds are definitely in the Chiefs' favor. What's going to happen? They're going to kill us in the pass game. We're going to kill them in the run game. A turnover probably swings it. But if we – there's – there's the spread is three and a half. It's not like it's a two-touchdown spread. Like, there's a – You're a touchdown underdog in right, Arrowhead. Which is fair. There's a chance we win the game. I'm not going to act like – but I wouldn't necessarily – last year I was on here saying that we're going to beat them. We're the better team. We're going to run all over them. With the O-line and the pass rush, it's, it's just – you can't. If it was week 10, you'd probably be a 1,000% confident. If I saw more weeks but the, the reason, team, but, but the team I've seen you, so far. You, have you thought about – have you? all right, so Lamar has to play Superman. Have you thought about who's on the other side of the ball? Pat Mahomes. Mm-mm. Oh, Danny Daniel Sorensen. Sorensen. You know he's going to pick it's off the most annoying part of the entire Dude. <laughs> He's going to make – the biggest lock for Sunday is that Daniel Sorensen, if you haven't listened to the pod in the past, when we came on – get his name, Eagleson or Jack. Um, when we the he, This pod. kid came on the pod, the fan pod. We let him in. He was a diehard Chiefs fan. He told us, word for word, when we found out that the NFL was going to figure out Lamar Jackson this year – he said, no, they won't. Daniel Sorensen will. And Daniel Sorensen came up big for the Chiefs last week against the Browns. And now it's his first crack at Lamar. I am. What position does he safety. play? Linebacker? Safety? I will never watch a safety as, close, <laughs> as closely as I will watch Daniel Sorensen on Sunday night. And I am so excited for it. The Chiefs are going to beat the shit out of you. And you'll be 0-2. And that is just that is tough. tough. Let's let's go takeaways from week number one. My we're gonna do two each. My first one, I started the bandwagon, but my friends at BR Gridiron may be carrying it. The Jalen regression bandwagon. Um, people give him the excuse that his O line wasn't working. The the excuse. Uh, I I haven't seen many excuses for Jalen because the reason the reason that I haven't been seeing many excuses is because. The issues that he had on Sunday against the Steelers D. Now, the Steelers D could be the best in football. Like, it could be, if not top three, top five, whatever. But the issues we were seeing with Josh Allen were the exact same issues we saw before last year. The inaccurate passing. And and that's just like... And can we acknowledge he's now played four straight bad football games? And this was the thing. Same exact thing happened to Lamar. Four straight Four bad, straight football, bad games? football games. This is the same thing that happened to Lamar. The regular season is a breeze, but when they really figure him out, my takeaway from week one is don't let the league. Didn't he play pretty well against the Colts terrible. or no? In the they playoffs? should have lost that game. They they punted like four times, yeah, but in the they red won. Zone. The Ravens, he was awful. And the Chiefs, he was awful. And now week one, he was awful. All I'm saying is not Jalen regression anymore, but did. The media get it wrong. Might they just figure out Joshua Allen? That's my takeaway from week one. And you know how good that Miami Dolphins defense is. Oh, Brian Flores throwing different looks at him. Eagleson will tell you all about it. All I'm saying is be careful, Joshua. You were just – and this – you know, Josh Allen is your Kyler of last year. 
Week after week last year, you were just finding reasons to go at Kyler. Now Kyler comes out, he throws for five touchdowns, they beat the shit out of the Titans, and Jack's like, hey, Jalen, come over here for a second, let me talk to you. And now and now you're walking with Jalen under your arm for the rest of the, using your, your calculated takes here and there, Am placing them perfectly, saying that, he had a bad week one against a really okay. good defense, and you know, in order to in order to win fifteen you games, win you have to lose two. That's all. Under my <laughs> definition of the big game, uh, my first takeaway from week one is that the snapback bump is back, and it's realer than ever. We have Evan McPherson Ooh. on kicker from University of Florida gets drafted to the Bengals, starting rookie kicker, goes and just has a bunch of field goals, then kicks a fifty plus yarder for the win in overtime in his first career game. Like he and came in, he was telling us about tor- revolutions on the ball, baby. What I is that? What they're so. called yeah, revolutions? Like yeah, he calculated the shit out of those revolutions, and then you got Eckler going Ooh. into the end zone. You got DJ Moore catching Smitty? a touchdown, Smitty? like the bu- Smitty being Smitty and being the best route runner in football. As we, yeah, yeah, best route runner in football, got in the end zone with ease. That was the best quote of the weekend. Someone was, like, "When did you know you had a touchdown?" He's like. When I lined up in man coverage, like nobody can guard this man. No one can guard in the either. NFL. Oh, okay, in- if you want to talk about no one can guard, I'm adding a takeaway. Darren Waller is the best player in that in the history of the world. He is the most unguardable fucking person of all time. I mean, Jack, if you got 30 targets in the NFL, I think you'd have six or seven receptions too. Like they just threw it to because him every he's single always time. Always open. But- he's a mismatch nightmare. All right, go ahead. Sorry. The bump, the bump was just alive and well. Evan McPherson, Eckler, DJ Moore. There's probably more I'm missing, but you know, come on the pod, and good things happen. Stay tuned. More guests, more I'm guests snaking. coming soon. We're... And by the way, for Raiders fans out there, because we only talk through the Ravens uh, lens, I'm gonna give you some love in the second half of the pod. So stay tuned. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the opposite for you. My takeaway number two MVP race for me is that man K one tied up with Matty Stafford. Kyler, I think, is going to have a massive year. I said he draft him, draft him, draft him in fantasy because not only rushing quarterbacks, but pre him getting hurt, he was on pace to break all Lamar's fantasy records uh, from his MVP year. And then, I mean, people are like downplaying it, but Matt Stafford is going to be a dog for the Rams. You, I said it before the season. I'll continue to reiterate it. The Bears defense is good, and they absolutely sauced them. Um, I disagree that the Bears defense is good. They're not honestly. good. I think it's, it's just age throughout the years. They're, they're not, not what good, they used though. to be. They're not bottom. They're top they're, fifteen, they're, top ten. They're, not, right. they're top half. And he, they're top and they half. They're top half. Was an uncompetitive game, and Matt Stafford came out and showed exactly what Sean McVay has been waiting. So you have Stafford and Kyler in the MVP race, and it's week one. So this is all just who played the best that week, which in reality, Chandler Jones is the MVP of football, but that's a different story. But like, if you're throwing Stafford in there, I'm not going to say Kyler, but like, why not? I'm not saying he balled the hell out because he played the Falcons. I'm not even saying that. I'm not saying who had the best week one. You have to factor in the preseason odds, right? Like Hertz is going to have to show us something for three more weeks. Right. And it, yeah. Noted. Yeah. So come, Noted. come find me after week four when you guys are one and three or two and two, one one of the two, and then we'll we'll talk. Uh, Russell Wilson will be above Jalen Hurts by week four. We know that because that's his time. Russell Wilson already nine is the MVP nine. right now until week eight and a half or yeah, nine and right a half. Right at the bye. Nine. Math, math is off. My second um, takeaway from week one is that the tide has officially turned for the Chargers in L.A., 
They could play in a close game in Washington, on the road. And how many times in the last X amount of years have we seen the Chargers lose that game? If you're listening to this, how many bets have you won or lost on a Chargers fourth quarter blunder? Justin Herbert doesn't shy away from the moment. He looks calm. He looks poised. He's so talented. And they win that game. And any other year for the Chargers, you know for a fact they lose that game. It's kind of like the Falcons type thing. But the Falcons, I feel like, are overplayed. And now they just kind of suck. Like, that's a good team. That's a good team that we beat out there last Sunday. That's a good team. But no, the Chargers are, are legit. They have weapons on offense. Their defense is young. It's good. And they finally have a coach that can just yep. not fuck it up. It's as simple mm, as that. I don't even give him credit. Yeah, that he is, let that Herbert is... throw late, and that's what won them the game, and they right. iced the clock. So let's actually give him credit. I think the biggest, like if you're applying for the Chargers head coaching job, I think the job description, the number one thing is you just won't and fuck it up. That gets you definitely to it's the final It's as simple as candidates. that. Maybe you need a little more from exactly. that. Exactly. So I think the Chargers are going I to do big I called them into the AFC Championship or AFC Divisional round, one of the two, which is – that would be a big step. Uh, all right, underdog pick them, Thursday Night Football. So, Abe, here's the thing. Thursday Night Football, you've got last week, Cowboys-Bucks. Game, game winner, Brady does his thing. Monday Night Football, Ravens-Raiders, one of the best games ever. Sunday Night Football, you see Stafford's debut. He balls out. And then they're like, all right, prime time. You had enough fun. Here's week two, Giants-Washington football team. Let me stop you there. You want to guess what next week's Thursday night football game is? Houston Jags. Carolina Houston. Thank thank you to the gods who picked the primetime games. Let's see what week four is. Week four. Oh, my God. We're going to keep going until we get a good game. Week four, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Week five. Okay. Okay. The Rams at Seattle. It's it's, It's like that. Who has, oh, week six, the Bucks in Philadelphia? Please, that's a game of the year. Um, it, it's like they actually tried to put the shittiest game possible right. on Thursday not, night. It just makes no sense why. Like, you know damn well who's going to be right. somewhat you know good at the beginning of the year when you're making the Jackson schedule. Hill will never be good. Literally, all you have to know is who are the quarterbacks on this team and then try and figure it out. But there there are some good okay. games down the stretch. Well, but well. N- the next few Thursdays you know were for we some make, trouble. Uh, Thursday night football fun, Abraham. With the people's pick'em, we talked about it on Monday. People's pick'em went two and two. Not our best performance, uh, but did you? Did you? Not see, our worst. By the way, if you not went our to worst. sleep with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Jack Specialman uh, was zero for three, and we boosted the odds to ten x. Did you see it hit? I saw the. I mean, you should have had the interception earlier with that Marlon Humphrey. too, but car interception, next play Watkins reception, cashed out. So a lot of people cashed out. They're ready to fire on Thursday Night Football. And here's what we've got. Abe, start us off. This line just makes no sense to me. Listen, Saquon over 46 and a half rushing yards. I get it. It was a horrible draft pick to draft a running back second overall. The it's Giants are an abomination of an organization. Of what I have. Then it went up since 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Um, listen, the Giants are a garbage organization. Dave Gettleman has not fixed a thing with that offense. The offensive line is atrocious. They reached on Daniel Jones, who is 
so bad. And Saquon and Saquon comes back and he's just running left to right, but he doesn't have an offensive line. This is Saquon Barkley we're talking about. I got to watch him four years at Penn State. I know he's coming off the injury. I know the Giants suck. But 46 yards and a half yards for a guy like that is, you could say it's a trap line, but I'm falling right into that trap because anytime you give me that type of line for that type of player, it honestly reminds me of Devontae Smith three and a half receptions last week. The problem is... I get it, the Washington front and the the defense... So they ranked 32nd last week with average depth of when their their running back was touched. It was minus 0.3 yards. Saquon actually had 200 yards left to right last week and without going past the line of scrimmage. It's like if he just runs straight, right. like but he'll the break fun one thing tackle. is this line is fun because like one one good blocking sequence and you cashed. Like it's over. And they were out of the yeah. entire game last week. They weren't running well. I, I anticipate this to be as ugly as we picture it. So I like that line. You're talking like 17 yeah. to 9 like Washington. He gets his 15 carries and he can get to Let me just make that my let okay. me just make that my score prediction now. 17 okay. to 9 Washington. Uh, my first pick, Logan Thomas under 49 and a half receiving yards. Abe does not like this pick, which is okay. So it's a great so pick. So it's a great but my bet. logic for this. I actually think Logan could eat on Thursday Night Football, but he he's like, I don't know if you watch, he's like Ertz, there's no yak, and every target is like six yards down the field. So he could get six catches and still only have 40 yards, and so I like that. He's not a big yardage guy. He's more touchdown reliant when it comes to fantasy. So Logan Thomas under 50 yards, essentially. The reason I don't like that, and it's kind of the same reason why I do like my next pick is because for a backup quarterback, and you, we're calling Taylor Heineke a backup even though he played, it feels to me like the, the running back dump-off and the tight end are always the the security blankets. And But like if you're right, he doesn't break any tackles in their six-yard routes. But for that reason exactly, I have J.D. McKissick over 14.5 receiving yards. Taylor Heineke dumping it off. That's just one broken tackle. I think it could be done in yeah. one play by itself. He was a huge PPR monster at the end of last year. They, they Now they're kind of focusing on Gibson, but... Listen, Taylor Heineke's going to want to dump that ball off and check it down. And J.D. McKissick will be there. And I'm not just saying that because, unfortunately, I have lost Gus Edwards and Raheem Mostert in my fantasy league and now have to start J.D. McKissick Um, tomorrow. So, yeah, so I'm looking at some stats. Like, I have to start J.D. McKissick or Cordero Patterson as my running back. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, The final pick, I'm going Sterling Shepard under 65 and a half yards. I like Shep. I think he's a good player. They also have Kenny Galladay, and Shep went off last week. And Daniel Jones has been there long enough for me to think this isn't like his new favorite guy. This was just they were trailing by a lot and throwing a ton, and Shepard was the guy on that day. So I think this is taking advantage of an inflated line. If you set this line before the season started, there's no way he'd be at 65 and a half. So I like Shep under 65.6. Bet 33 on the people's pick on me. Win $330. One more time. Did you just say 65.6? No, in the chat, I typed six by accident, but it's Uh, 65.5. I think you said Official underdog. Anyway. Pick them. Use code Jack. Saquon over 46.5, over 48.5 rushing yards. JD McKissick over receiving yards. Logan Thomas under 49.5 receiving yards. And Shep under 65.5 receiving yards. 
I know, I know we have to go four for four, but I'll guarantee, and if anyone wants to get in my DMs before the game kicks off tomorrow, I'll guarantee this goes at least three and one. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see it not. That's just what we do. So, um, right. all right, right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, more week two preview. We're going to highlight some of the biggest games, and then we're going to pick our upset of week numero dos and hear from Eagleson. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, fam, we are back. Week two preview. Let's start with Bills, Finns. Bills are on one. Home loss. Imagine losing a game at home. <laughs> uh, Dolphins win on the road. They beat Mac Jones, the Mac attack. Now the Bills have a ch- Wait, are the Bills on the road? They are. They are. Yes. All right. Finns have a chance to uh, go to 2-0, and take a two-game lead, and earn a tiebreaker over the Dolphins. Over the Bills, rather. You think it could happen? What, dude? It's Josh Allen versus Tua. Like, that's what this game is. One one was a, a runner-up MVP. We'll have a regression this year for the simple fact that he won't win the MVP. Well, you actually might. picked him to win MVP. I still do think he will. So maybe we'll and have the other, a regression. The other quarterback sucks tits. Plain and simple. Wait, Mitch Tua's Trubisky's n- also on the Bills. You know that. He's the king of, yes. of city sucking. Oh, yes. Mitch Trubisky does love titty sucking. So it'll be a titty sucking battle between the Bills and the Finns this week. And that's how I see it playing out. Um, Listen, the Bills probably came out a little too cocky last week. It feels like everyone was like in the national media, like the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. And it's like we're talking about the Buffalo Bills. So it's like. Why don't we stop talking about them and let them do their thing that they're supposed to rather than talking about a team in Buffalo and then you see what happened last week. But by no means was that a bad loss, right? It's like you're playing a, a team that made the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs? Yes, the they were 13 that and made, 0. Right. That made the playoffs in the Steelers. It has one of the best defenses in the league, and it's a good organization. Like that's not a bad right. loss. Like the Ravens is now to the you go to Miami with the worst organization. Not the worst, but top, Yes, five. now you go play a fake you play you play a fake franchise yeah. in, in a game where you're coming off a loss, you were humbled. Humbled is the way I'll put it. And I feel like the Finns went into Foxborough and now they think they like went into Foxborough doesn't mean what it used to mean. <laughs> like it's not a thing anymore because they're running back fumble with two minutes left. Like maybe, right, yeah. like like you can't use the we won in Foxborough thing anymore. It's just not how it works and when Tom is played there every year. Like yeah, it's- and they bear and they barely won. So yeah, I think that 
the spread is totally indicative of how these teams match up. Like usually a, a matchup between two division rivals um, where they're both supposed to have pretty solid seasons, you would see a three-point favorite to the home team just based off home field. Now you got the Bills with a three-and-a-half-point favorite going into Miami. It's just like Vegas is telling me the Bills are better and they're going to win. That's fair. I would protect the Dolphins if I were in a better mood and give you some, but no, fuck, fuck them. Um, but also, perfect. but how can, <laughs> all right, I need like a 10, Yeah, seven, this, is, this is a bad game is, for right, you. This is a thread, that, one of those thread the needle. How can the Dolphins lose and challenge just the worst quarterback in the league? It's possible. Dolphins could, Dolphins could do some stuff and you know, two is not lighting them up. So it could, it could no happen. Shit. We could thread the needle here. Uh, game number two, we're going to chat about staying pod related Eagles Niners. You're going to San Fran or you're at home. You're hosting Jimmy. Oh, we're at home. Jalen and and coach Gabagool. First time at the link, 70,000 fans. I actually think I'm going to, I'm going to the tailgate and I've looked at prices and I've thought about it. What are they on? Um, How much much to get in? I think it was like. 200 for a high seat my plan was wow i forget what i don't know but my plan was um and kyle zorn i hope you're not listening to this i was just gonna tweet them at the tailgate a picture of the stadium being like hmm i would love to go inside of there (laughs) and just check my check check my account 20 minutes later and see if the the picture that it's clear that it's the stadium and not like a female and with that wording that's my only (laughs) (laughs) or else we're gonna be um i don't know i don't know what the prices are but no I mean, listen, like everyone thinks the Eagles like played the Falcons. That's a good group of guys. We talked about that on Sunday. It's a good, talented team on in Atlanta. Um, but Jalen impressed. Sirianni impressed. What they're doing finally is, is what they did with Foles. And they're catering the offense to the quarterback. Jalen Hurts is pretty much running the offense that he ran in Oklahoma. He's comfortable in it. He's succeeding. We finally have the weapons. The defense played great. The defensive line is just as good as we imagined, just as deep. Um, And now we find out, did we play the Falcons last week or do we have something here? Mm -hmm. And listen, it's it's my guys at home on a 1-0 record. Like, obviously I'm taking the money line. Yeah. I, like three point three point dogs at home. The annoying three point so dogs this at is home. The annoying part is that don't forget ten a.m. game for the Niners. Just saying, true. just I saying. admitted on the preview that field or fields. Uh, what's your quarterback name? Hurts. Don't talk about a backup quarterback compared to Jalen Hurts. Hurts is the wild card, and I thought that your team was good enough. I still am not buying as much into. I think you think that the team is a little better. Than they are, but maybe they are. I don't know. As I as I should. Right, right. But I have them not ranked as highly. But Hertz can be the X factor essentially, and Smitty can be an add on as well. So if if uh, Garoppolo stinks, that's the problem. The Niners on paper are just a much better team from top to bottom. Except this is how football works. That. You know what the best part about that statement is? The Sixers are top to bottom. We're a better team on exactly. paper than the Hawks. So can I see the Eagles winning this game? Yes. I think it's a good opportunity if you are into these sorts of things to fade the Eagles. And if they... Did you just ask me if I'm into fading nah, the Eagles? I'm talking to the listener. I'm talking to the fan. If it's almost like, all right, make them prove it one more time. And you know what? If they prove it, they beat them handedly. They make Garoppolo look like dust. If we win, that's a good win. If you win, then 
your talk about the Eagles shit gets serious. Can be whatever you want it to be because the divisions. And then we go to Dallas, and then we go to Dallas next week and Monday night. On the flip, and we're home against Kansas City. Anything happens. On the flip, there's a good chance you guys are one and three at the quarterway mark, which is why I would like to hype you up right now. So in the next ten minutes, we can get a bet locked in before. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet you anything that we're not one and three. I whatever you want. No, I okay. How about this? I promise you we will Let's not lose this. three straight Let's, games. Okay, how about this then? How about this? Wait, we have we have San Fran, Dallas, Kansas City. Yeah. I, I promise you we win one of those games. Okay. Let's do this. One and three. You owe me a hundred. Three and one. I owe you a hundred. Two and two. We call it a draw. It's great odds for you. That's a surefire. Four now I get two hundred. Well, no, then it would be, it would be, I get 200 on one and three, but you said it's not happening. No, a hundred on one and three. No, no, it would be 200 on a hundred on two and over the three games. If you guys lose all three, I get 200. Fine. But if we go four, no, I want the Snapchat <laughs> password for the day. <laughs> I get, I get a Sunday with the snapback Snapchat password. If we go four right, now, we're going to talk to the lawyers. We'll get this bet ironed out. Let's talk upset of the week. Upset of the week. My upset of the week. I'm taking the Raiders over the Steelers. And listen, is this absolutely a narrative that the Raiders are really good and that's why they beat the Ravens? Maybe. But you're also, you've got a down spot for the Steelers. And let me tell you something about the Raiders. I was tweeting on the bus to the game. I was like, why? You want to tell me something about the Raiders. I've been talking about them for years. I was tweeting on the way to the game. I'm like, why are people picking the Raiders to win? Like, I don't get it. Last year's Raiders team, like the Ravens beat them handedly. This year's Raiders team, they actually spent a lot of money in free agency and shored up the defense. Now that they don't have the worst defense in the league, I think they're like above average offensively. They're average defensively. And no one can stop Waller, and they can win games. And people are so hyped up on the Steelers right now, but like, they weren't impressive in their game against Buff. Big Ben looked like yeah, shit. Yeah, he looked horrible. They won on us. They won on a special teams play. Which hey, don't get me wrong, right. got to win all three phases. But and they I, did. I just think the rate. This is where I'm using the same methodology that I used against the Eagles to say like, okay, give it another week. I'm gonna say. Maybe the Raiders are going to double down. I'm going to say maybe the Raiders are actually good. And so I'm going to take them to win in Pittsburgh, which once, which also to your Foxborough point, winning at Heinz is, is not the same. You know what I mean? Like no one won at Heinz field, um, especially traveling coast to coast. Now it's like, whatever Cleveland almost beat them there. So that's my episode of the week. Las Vegas. I hate, I, I hate that pick. It's for the same, it's for the exact op. Yeah, you're right. It's for the exact opposite reason where it's like the same thing I've been saying about the Raiders is like, they're a drunk football team and they always will be on any given week. They could beat the best team in football on any given week. They could lose to the worst team in football. And to me, it's like, they're going to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh home opener. Um, I feel like the Raiders because of how it went down, they're on a short week. They were celebrating this probably until today. Like they're kind of like they won a mini Super Bowl week yeah. one with the way that that game ended. Um, they were expected to lose. And I think that they get smacked in the face by Pittsburgh. I totally hear your logic. The only thing that I think holds me up 
the Ravens O line shouldn't be that bad, and the Raiders D line I think is pretty good, and the Steelers actually have the worst offensive line in football. So like, what will that look like? Like, am I going to be posting metric? It's like Mahomes fifty two percent, Lamar fifty four, and and Big Ben like sixty eight percent. Like, if Ben does not have time with how dust he is, they might not score. And I think the same thing for the Raiders. It's like the Steelers, they play man coverage. They only brush for, and they always get to good the quarterback. Good luck playing man coverage to. against Darren Waller. Genuinely good luck. Triple team him. He'll still catch 10 balls. Like, <laughs> Listen, he's not he's God. He's literally God. I, I beg you right. to guard him. My upset of the week might shock you a bit, but Carson, what's up, my dude? The Colts are going to beat the Rams at home. Everyone is so hype on the Rams. And it feels like the Colts, despite their quarterback, are a good football team around them. And it's like people don't know about when, so they're not really talking about the Colts. Whereas every other year was kind of like the Colts with Phillip Rivers. Like they his good team around him. Like he just has to manage the game. And that's what Carson struggles with the most is instead of managing, he has to play the game where how can I not fuck this up? And 90% of the time he does. But it just feels to me like everyone is so high on the Rams, and this might be a little letdown spot to them. To a to a good football team, but not necessarily a good Here's quarterback. Here's the problem. I hear you. Carson Wentz. Yeah. It, normally, I like the spot. It's why I took them last week against Seattle, because I actually think the Rams are better than Seattle, and I thought the Colts are a good football team, and he doesn't have... Bro, he is... Atrocious. Holy shit. Atrocious. He... He's off. I'm trying to think about when Cam Newton said there's not 32 quarterbacks better. He's so bad. Like he's horrible. He's terrible. He's really three plays a three plays a game. He'll make you say, "What the fuck? How can anyone on planet Earth do that?" And then anymore though. He's been in the NFL for five years, six years, whatever it is, and he still doesn't know how to slide. It's crazy. He dove headfirst last week, untouched, and fumbled the football. Bro, he's so bad. Every time you know, you want to know what the Colts' offense looks like, identical to the Falcons, because I had bets on both of them. So I would look up from time to time. Neither one. You really were not feeling me on. I was Sunday. not feeling money either. Apparently. You bet on Wentz and against yeah. the Eagles. Um, all right, so I get the pick, but until I see something from Wentz that makes me think he's not the worst starter in the league, it's tough. Um, all right. He's not Zach Wilson. Let's get Eagleson in here. Um, I just want to say before he jumps on, the Eagles look amazing. I do see them winning the division and probably going to the NFC Championship. Wow. And the oh, Dolphins cool. winning that AFC East. And I think they're oh, going to be – they're going to win oh, a playoff Oh, wait, no. This game. is a ca- this is Jack being they're, a No, they're going to win a playoff game. Um, so with that being said, would you guys <laughs> like to bet on the Ravens yeah. not going yeah, as far so as that? You what do you guys asshole. think? Are you in yet or no? I mean, the Chiefs no, are I'm staring, not in yet. I mean, we're staring 0-2 in the face. You think you're going to win and be 2-0. I know Eagleson thinks the Dolphins are going to. So you guys are going to have a two-game lead. Jalen Regression, you're the one saying right? it. So you guys think you're going to have a two-game lead. I would just love to potentially maybe organize a little uh, friendly wager here. Thoughts, questions, concerns? Eagleson, why don't I start with you without outside influence from above? I, I'm not in yet. I want to see them beat the Bills, and if they beat the Bills, then I'm in. You just won in Foxborough. In Foxborough. Big Bill Nobody wins. Nobody wins in cutoff hoodie. It's in Foxborough. Like, that's impressive. That's Im- Now they've got to win in Buffalo. Remember what we said. Tua wasn't that bad. <laughs> he, 
He wasn't Aaron Rodgers that bad. was bad, but he's still like an MVP. I, that argument doesn't work. You want to know? Are we trying to put you know who th- and Aaron Rodgers in oh, the same sentence? You know sentence? how it went viral that uh, Hurts threw for more 300-yard games than Lamar Jackson? It was just such a weird... Your audio cut yeah. off one more time. Um, <laughs> Lamar threw for more passing yards than Tua. So, I mean, if we want to talk about anyone on this podcast, I guess it's Tua's arm or lack thereof. I don't really... I mean, no, a, it's a consensus that Tua's a Tua has, is, the wor- is the worst quarterback <laughs> that can't run. Right. Yeah. Um, Tua's the worst quarterback on this podcast, right? Oh, no shit. That was relevant wow. last year, by the way, brother. That's how bad Tua was. Um, I said from sorry, the start, sorry, Tua sorry. Both suck. are great. Lamar's the worst. What do you guys think, though? Are we in? <laughs> you just don't have to finish last. There's no – if you finish second of the three, it's a push. But the loser pays the winner. Thoughts? I'm not in yet. If they beat Buffalo, then I'll be in. I'm no bitch. I'm in. Wow, let's go. All right, Eagleson, we need you in because to be honest, if the what is the what is the the end destination? The like, are we talking playoff rounds? We're talking playoff rounds. Oh, perfect. The Ravens are not winning their division, so I'm automatically one step ahead. Oh, no. wait, no. Everyone plays wildcard weekend now. Yikes. But you would have a home playoff game with the divisional win. But, yeah, yeah. What am okay. I saying? All right. Lock it so in. So Abe's in. Eagleson, you guys are winning the East, so you're at the same level <laughs> as Abe. And, I mean, fins up? You no, know, this is bullshit, but sure. I'm okay. in. All right. That's why that's why I said yes. I'm like, you know, let me just bully. Let me just peer you pressure asshole. You <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got 100 bucks on the line, officially. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we should make Jeez. this like more fun Ooh, than financial. Okay, I'm I'm all for it. I thought it. you were going to say more money. Okay. Jeez. I, I want the password. Okay. Ha. <laughs> um, what do you value the password Because I'm going to need equal potential compensation. I don't know. I mean, I just said it on a live stream once before, so not that much. <laughs> um, hmm. Eagleson, what do you what do you want if you win? Um, I want Eagleson to dye his hair blonde if he loses. I was gonna say I'll uh, I'll let one of you guys pick what college I go to or something fun like that. <laughs> That's like <laughs> the wildest thing I've ever. Yo, <laughs> imagine leaving. Imagine the way that this podcast has gone, and looking Jack and I in the face and being like, you know what? I'll let them decide my life path. My guys like going enough, to guys. Missouri State for four years. <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> what what college would we send Eagleson to? I'm trying to think, like somewhere cold, like Minnesota, but like oh, yeah, Duluth, miserable. Duluth, yeah, like Minnesota Duluth. Or what is that? Fix. It's actually good at hockey. I'm pretty sure. Um, I, all right, yeah, Minnesota, would, like all those places are. Right? I would send you to like Oral Roberts, something like all right, that. So we're doing. Oh. oh, so we're how about we're just punishing the loser? I'm I'm cool with that. I'm okay. cool with that. Because there sure. should be a clear loser. If all three of our teams lose in the same round, they're probably will just point differential. No. I... Nah. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with a tiebreaker. Point differential. Yeah. Okay. Or regular season. But we're record. just gonna punish the loser. So if you finish the last of the group Whoever's team finishes the worst. Abe, I mean Eagleson, I want the curls cut on the side with a with a blonde mohawk i want a, i want a mohawk blonde curl, mohawk curl. Come on. 
on. Okay, so that's Eagleson. So that's our selection for you. Now, you two get to select my punishment, then me and Eagleson will select it. Hmm, Eagleson, what, what do we thinking? got for Jack? What does he love? How, like, how far can we take this? I, I mean, it depends. I need to accept the punishment. Kind of. <laughs> like, run around a block in New York in your boxers? Something like Fuck that? Fuck that. That I don't like, know. Spit it's 2021. People like like hey, that now. Um, <laughs> Jack, I want you to do the crate challenge on Instagram yeah. Live. That's in a in a split Dolphins Eagles jersey with no pads. Yeah. With no pads. A split like like hurts Tua because they're both one. Or like Brissett. No, I don't. Hurts. I don't want. Brissette no, hurts. absolutely not. I, d- I don't want. I don't want Tua's name anywhere near my quarterback. So no. <laughs> Absolutely right, I like that one. You have to wear the jersey of who, whichever team finishes okay. first right, between me and right. Eagles. Okay. All right. And Abe's punishment. Hmm. Hmm. I might. You can't kill what's already dead. <laughs> uh, Joke's right, on you. Right. If you finish last, you have to do the, the Waffle House challenge. Oh, all right. So I'm going to make the Eagles throw it. All right, fine. But. But the problem with that is. Like, with the way that my RB2s I've lost in fantasy, and that's our punishment, like, I could easily get last place in fantasy oh, have and have to do it, it twice. Okay. So, but what was the time? I don't have a Waffle House, so can we do, like, IHOP? No, it has to be Waffle House. Well, we can travel. There's that no Waffle no problem. That ain't no problem. Okay, but that's a business that's expense. That's fine. <laughs> um, but what was the line you set for yourself? That was bullshit. Because I didn't know the details. I think I said I would leave in like six hours. <laughs> Everyone else is, is There's no over like under. 18 out. No, because there has to be a punishment that – because like it's not the – Fine, but if you don't do the crate challenge then – and if you fall off, like, all right, I get to hit you in the nuts. Like, all right, that's fine. What we're doing. Do, if you want to do punishments on top of punishments. Do, will you do the Waffle House challenge. That'll, that'll be your thing. We'll join you. Eagleson gets a blonde curly mohawk. Uh, is, is is there anything else? Like, no, I think that's pretty. Come bad. on, you, you would rather I, you you want me your... to go into like college like that with a freaking co- blonde you just, mohawk? You're either going. Yeah. Wanted to let us pick your college. That's fine. I, I'm cool with that. Right? I'm not. Gonna I'm not going to go in there with a blonde mohawk. Rather, so Eagleson, you would rather go to North Dakota State University with that curly headed mop <laughs> on top of your head than go to say the University of Miami with some blonde tips that'll change in a few months. Absolutely. All right. Well, Eagleson you know what, says, Eagleson? "Fuck the four years. You're gonna ruin one you know month what, for Eagleson? me." I'm fine. I'll go hopefully, school. Anyway. so you, you better hope two is legit. Good. We're locked in, fellas. Let's go. All right. Wow, that turned out way better than I expected. Um, Eagleson, you get a minute to talk about school. So, tell us what's up. Uh, Three, yeah. So, two. Are we? Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, sorry. If you keep going on with that, it's gonna turn from a mohawk to a mullet. So, take it easy. Three. Two, one. So, yeah, I started my last year of high school, which definitely feels a bit weird. I'm still not completely sure what the plan is after this, but so far it's gone pretty well. It's the same quadmester system as last year, if you guys remember, starting off with English and phys ed. If you guys want to place any bets on that, both are going pretty well so far. Didn't you say you literally not much else. started? Didn't you get yeah, but I mean, it's been like... Gym? No, I got like a B plus or something. There was also health stuff integrated in that. I don't know. Um, 
Next semester, I have math and a spare. Well, it'll be my first spare. I haven't had one of those. So you guys will have to give me some tips on what to, what to do. <laughs> what? A what? Oh, come on. Seriously? A spare. Like, you guys are bowling? <laughs> like, tire? <laughs> like, a tire? You guys are, like, bowling? Whoa, what do you guys call it? I, we don't you know what know, I mean. Actually, I know. I legitimately have no I idea what you're talking about. Like, a, like, like... Yeah, like you don't have a class, like where everyone else. Studying, I'll tell you what to do. What do you mean? Go to Tim Hortons and. Get I don't know. Drunk. Like I'm just like, gonna have like a free. <laughs> Study. I don't know what. Like, it's it's kind of like a thing here. Like the. To be like, honest, the literally the first two things that crossed my mind was they're bowling in phys ed, and two <laughs> he has a class like a life class on how to switch a tire. You guys, you, like when you guys had free periods in high school, you what didn't. What I do? Like. Study or what'd you call it? Period. You called it study we call hall? It, we called it free period. You actually had a block. So like yeah. Study hall. We would hang out in the, We never had yeah, free we would periods. hang out in like the class. When lab. you were in, when you were in your last year of high school, you never had you, you I just did like school. all your classes? I just left school. That's the guy like, that's the guy se- you wanted to pick where you go to school. It's called senioritis. <laughs> senioritis. And uh I was I was diagnosed with stage four. <laughs> um and my advice would be so we would either hang out like in the class lounge, like with friends. Okay. If it lined up with like lunch, we were allowed to go out for lunch and grab like right. a, whatever, not a cafeteria. So I think I think mine is in the morning. So I would come to like school it would late be my first. Yeah. Yeah, I would just sleep in. exactly, and and it is. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna guide you through this senior year. That that's, how you that's can... what I'm hoping for here. And how you can just get straight B's, which in your case is like a 75, so it's easy as yeah. shit, yeah. while going to as minimal school as possible. Love it. The first thing you have to do is uh, submit an application for your school's newspaper as the business okay. manager. Why? That's what I was the business. Me and my buddy were the business managers for the school newspaper senior year. Keep in mind, my high school's newspaper was like a top in the country. For whatever I reason. don't even think we had a school Started. newspaper. Started. Whatever. Our new our newspaper was Start unreal. Some. And there was an application for the business managers. And me and my buddy were like, all right, let's just do it. It'll be like something we can throw on our resume, even though that shit doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it was ended up, we got it somehow together. Usually there's only one. And it was me and my best friend. It was Linsky. And our goal was, our job was essentially, it was last period every day, journalism. We were with everyone on the newspaper. It was a class. But they would just work on the newspaper all day. And our job for the newspaper was to get ads for the newspaper. So every day, second the bell rang and class started, we would say, we're going to go get some ads. And we'd just leave school. <laughs> we'd go get lunch, just not do anything. So it came to the point where the teacher was like, where are the ads? So we're like, oh, shit. So we did what anyone would do in that situation. We went to my buddy's house. We went on Microsoft Word. We went on word art and we made a fake advertisement. <laughs> but what about when you had to get the the money? Yeah, the money. They, no, it was just like an advertisement thing. Like we, we needed like just some submissions oh. and then that would do the rest. And we just submitted a fake ad and they never questioned us. And then there was another point. Our school would have a dodgeball tournament every year that the newspaper would run. And our job was to find a gift that was worth X amount of money. And we waited to the last day, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we went ended up we ended up going to this sports collectible store and we asked the guy, we picked like this random flyers plaque, 
and we asked him to change the price tag on it so it looked more expensive wow. than it was. And he complied. So they thought whoever won that dodgeball tournament, they were getting like some $200 signed flyers <laughs> plaque. But in reality, it was like twenty-two fifty, and it was just a computer signed plaque. So join your newspaper and scheme it because that's, that's what awesome. I did. And it was great. And I think they loved us. So well done. Man. I've got plenty. Of, I got plenty, plenty of other lessons for senior from. year. Eagleson, did you name great, yeah. your Sunday segment yet? Your one minute on the Dolphins. I was thinking of different stuff that rhymed with like minute and like fin, like something like that. I couldn't come up with anything solid, okay. but all right, I'll yeah, keep brainstorming. Keep working. Keep brainstorming. Yeah. Uh, Abe will have more advice for your school updates on Thursdays. Eagleson, any final thoughts? Um, I want to agree with you about the Darren Waller thing. That guy is unguardable, and it's ridiculous. It's so frustrating to watch. Yeah, he's really good. I was not frustrated in the slightest, but that's just me. Is that your final thought, Abraham? I assume there's more. Hurts, Devonta. Go Birds! <laughs> Step back, fam. Potentially coming from you post-Sunday Night Football, albeit doubtful given Abe's old age of 25. Um but you'll hear from us post Ravens win. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.